We at C-Lab would like to introduce you to Strigo's Virtual Classroom. Strigo turns virtual instructor-led training into delightful, hands-on, collaborative learning experiences that drive product adoption and customer retention. Now, you've heard of VILT before. This is next level. Trusted by leading customer education teams, Strigo's Classroom was purpose-built for hands-on software training. It allows your trainers to see customers interacting with your product during training and to jump into one-on-one -on -one sessions to deliver just-in-time guidance. Super cool. This way, you can also give your customers the premium learning experience that they deserve. So visit strigo.io, that's S-T-R-I-G-O.io today for your demo and an exclusive offer for our listeners, mention C-Lab for a one-month free trial and the first five training sessions for free. Welcome to C-Lab, the customer education laboratory. We're always exploring how to build customer education programs, experiment with new approaches, and exterminate, well, I've got the, the British part, I'm thinking Doctor Who, exterminate the myths and bad advice that stop growth dead in its tracks. Today, welcome. This is another special episode, you know, really special episode because we really enjoy when our sponsors who help support all of you and the podcast here, you know, listening audience, come in and talk about what they have. And we also have twofer. So, hey, I'd like to try to welcome Nevo Peretz and our special guest star, Dan Brathwaite. Both of you, can you just say hello to the audience here and just give you a, bit, a little bit of brief background on who you are and where you're coming in from? Hi, everyone. I'm Nevo Peretz from uh, Strigo. I, I am the chief business officer and one of the co-founders and very happy to take part in the podcast. Awesome. Welcome. This is great. Dan. Yeah. Awesome. So my, my name's Dan. I'm currently the product uh, director of product training at MediaOcean and been in the role now for a couple of years, been at MediaOcean for almost seven years now. And yeah, I manage a team of, of global trainers and training operations specialists who coordinate and analyze our efforts to ensure that we continually evolve our service to create the best possible experience that we can. Fabulous. Okay. I can't think of a better, more fun we're going to have today because this is how we like to roll when we're talking about platforms and then we're going to get into actual use cases and you know, maybe it'll, it will definitely tell us, but maybe show us what's going on. So welcome aboard. It's great. All right. So as usual, I like to do a little bit of a warm up today. We do our international day of. This is even more of an international episode with with three of us coming in. Where are you both coming in from again? With a city and country, you know, Neva, you, you are you in Israel? Yeah, I'm in Tel Aviv, Israel. Wonderful. And Dan, you're what part of the UK are you at? Yeah, I'm down in sunny Kent. So I'm in a, a small little town called Raynham, which is for anyone that that knows listening from the UK is quite not necessarily a very exciting place. So normally when I want to try and portray some level of excitement, I tell people I'm from near Rochester, where there's nice cobbled streets, that kind of traditional British ideology that people like to, to look at. So yeah, down in the southeast of, uh, of the UK. Wonderful. I love this. And that could not be better for, okay, it's not national corned beef. It is national corned beef. David, that's the national one. We've got World Tourism Day today. So wonderful. That's always fun. Where's your favorite place to go? I think we were talking about vacations the other time when we first talked, Nevo. I'd gone to Crater Lake just recently. Any any hot spots you'd like to mention out there before we get into the show? Mm, I just got back from the Maldives. Uh, oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been, been on a surfing trip, 10 days on a yacht. It was amazing. Couldn't get enough of the, you know, of the ocean, the waves, the scenery. Really recommended. Yeah, that was my, me and my wife's honeymoon was the Maldives. Just absolutely incredible place to go to. It seems really popular to know that our uh, co-host Adam had just, I think, just gone there as well. So we'll have to trade notes. <laughs> uh, All well, right. Your turn next, Dave. <laughs> my turn next. Well, uh, you get out of the U.S. <laughs> no, I just visited Mexico a couple times this year. Um, and on that note, let's, let's get into this. Now we're relaxed. I'd like to have a really interesting discussion today, but I always, we always like to frame things up and, and this is where we're coming back into the world of instructor led training, right? Instructor led training. And 
And I have to say that I, I'm living this life again. Neva, when we started talking, actually, it was a very perfect time for me in my work career. And I've, I've come up across, I think I've come up across this exact use case a couple of times where, look, the company that I work for, we do a lot of live training. In fact, we focus on that and do very little on demand. And the reason why we do that is that you know, hands-on, getting in deep with complex software, not the easy, you know, it's a button, it's an app. You know, there's a lot of softwares I can watch video. But in this case, we really want to go deeper. Let's, we're going to talk about what happened a few years ago. We had COVID. This transformed and really challenged us as educators to think, huh, we're shifting to virtual Right, we're going from live training, instructor lit training classroom. I can come by. Hey, how you doing, Evo? Dan. Oh, hey, Dan, you're, you really did something cool there. Tell us about it. You know, we can walk around and we can engage. We can see each other. And there's a lot more queuing and things that drive engagement. This is why we love training. Well, sometimes I've been in trainings that are not so fun, but with that shift, and in that shift, that we felt okay. Now we've got a problem. We've got to drive remotely. Ouch. How are we going to do that? Well, we're on Zoom. Okay. That was a lot of that live training. Then now we're accepting, like my son, who was on school during that time with his feet kicked up, the camera off and the microphone off and dancing to himself, lower engagement, <laughs> no effectiveness. Okay. So now get to the more commercial part of it. Shouldn't be like this. We shouldn't have to struggle. We need tools that can help us in a world where every single problem has software built to solve it. Now let's talk about remote customer training, right? That should not be any different. And here's where, Eva, I think you're excited now to talk. This is where we want to introduce a new approach in VILT. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to cut it short. And let's, Neva, why don't you talk a little bit about, should I go? I, I wanted the audience to hear what this is. Well, it's cool. What are you trying to do with the platform? Sure. So maybe I'll, I'll give a bit of a background and, and tell you that Strigo was founded in 2017. And before we founded Strigo, we had a consulting company. We were doing a lot of you know DevOps consulting, helping companies yeah. migrate to the cloud and, and build their infrastructure. And and, you know, we, we were doing most of the work from our office, but when it came to, and we implemented different tools and solutions for these companies, but when it came time to train the employees at those companies on how to use the tools and solutions that we implemented, it was really hard to do it remotely. And we found ourselves traveling all over the world to customer site and, you know, training, boots on the ground, doing hands-on training in, in classroom, in physical classrooms. And, and, you know, it wasn't efficient. It wasn't uh, scalable. It was, and, you know, we've all lived the life of uh, constant travel. It's not fun. Uh, you waste so much time on, on, on travel, on accommodations, on, you know, time and money. So we were looking for a more effective way to do it. And all the solutions that existed back then for, you know, we did what everyone does when they go to, to, to remote training. They use the, the, the meeting uh, tools that they use and try to uh, deliver remote trainings through that. And we found the experience a bit like uh, how you described your, your son's experience when, when learning, you know, as an instructor, you feel like you're speaking to avoid a lot of black boxes and you, you know, you don't get any input from the, from the other side. And we thought, and you know, we're we're strong believers in hands-on training. That if you need to, if you want to master a solution, a product, you really need to practice hands-on, work hands-on, hands-on on the software itself. And it was really hard to operate this show and do process remotely. It was very clumsy, uh, especially from the learner side, you know, and requires a lot of, you know, wasted time on, on, on just technical difficulties, shifting between different uh, applications, really no flow of learning at all. And, and we wanted something better. We, we, you know, we, we felt that we can, uh, or we wanted to kind of duplicate the experience that you get in a physical classroom where everything is in one place. You see what everyone is doing. You can reach out to people and coach them if needed. You have full control of the room. And, and, and 
you know, you just have a flow of learning when everything right. happens in the same place. Um, so this is what we did in Strigo. We, we wanted to create a, a, a specific solution for a, a product training uh, done remotely. Okay, that's really, that's great. Because can I take you back for a couple of questions on that? And then, I, then I'd like to thread us, have, thread us through a discussion about how these platforms are really cool. And when, when I see Strigo, I'm like, okay, now this is solving a fundamental problem that I've had for a lovely long time as a trainer. But that, it, it, that creeped up on us. We're, what point in time was this when you really had this revelation, like, oh, we've got to build our own? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so it was around that time of 20, 2016, 2017. Like we, we you know, we did a lot of, as you do with a startup, you don't lose, you don't leave your day job before you have like a solid plan. And we, you know, we continued to consult until we, 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 and, and working on this uh, solution in parallel until we thought we, we really discovered something and have an approach to really win the market and provide a lot of value to anyone who want to train on software remotely. And, and, and luckily it proved itself. You know, now a lot of leading software companies are using us to train their customers, their partners, train even then their employees on the product. It's spread out to a lot of IT training companies using and consulting companies using us to train on different products. Sometimes it's partners of the software companies. Sometimes it's, you know, independent consultancies. And recently also quite a few L&D teams has started to adopt Strigo as part of digital transformation processes of having to onboard new employees and, and skill new employees on systems in the organization. So it's really proving out to be really valuable. Okay. I like where this conversation is going. So let's let's deepen it, right? Because what what I want, what I want for us is again to be able to hold spaces of experiences, experiences that we've all had. And that's why Dan, you're here too, because you're kind of going to fold in the other side of it where you're working alongside Nevo, your, your experience on the side, like as a, as a customer now of the platform who's helping other customers, it's really a meta situation, isn't it? But we're tangled up in that. And why I ask you about the, the, the time in our career, our journey, it's, it's 2016. You now we're bright eyed, starry eyed little kids back then thinking nothing ever like an economic collapse or COVID is going to happen to this world. No, not at all. And then it happens. And we start having this economic climate where customer success has been around for a decade. The language of the business is talking now about what? Retention, expansion, cross-sell. Okay, this is, and, and in the moment, you're like me. I think I was doing a lot of consulting and travel work at the time. So, Nevo, you, you, the... The other plane is I'm I'm going to these classrooms. One of the one of the revelations I had at one of my jobs is we did that too, thinking, hey, you know, let's travel all over the world. Let's go to every customer site. Let's bring swag. Let's have fun. Let's do this kind of thing with no thought whatsoever about the financial consequence of that. <laughs> I mean, that's we were thinking about it, but was that one of the pressures where you came into? Like, let's talk to me a little bit more about this whole. The, the 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 early climate issues before we started really getting up to COVID is what else was all in there? What are we hearing? Yeah. So I, I think, you know, costs were a major part of it where, you know, it was a service that we were providing to our customers. And when you add, you know, flights and accommodation, it's, uh, it's really uh, much more expensive than when you do it remotely. Um, right. so less cost effective and, and, you know, as a, a lean organization, we wanted to be efficient and, and, and effective. And also I think, you know, in terms of the perception of remote training of VILT back then, you know, I remember, I remember reading a research of, from, I think, training industry a while ago, it was a pre-COVID uh, papers that they, uh, issued and it shows that you know instructor-led training was the most loved modality you know this is what customers wanted they wanted you know you know they wanted uh, to be in in face-to-face um, -face. and 
and and remote training was perceived as even you know a, a lower effectiveness than e-learning to its different kinds yeah. so I think this was a perception back then and it wasn't really a service that companies you know it was basically the 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 the, the default of, of you know if we don't if we can't offer anything else and and covid kind of you know pushed in so many ways, not not just in the customer education world, but in so many ways, COVID for, forced all of us to to innovate, to try new things, to learn new things, and I think VILT benefited so much from that. And I also read a paper by Skilljar, I think their 2022 benchmark report that showed that since yes. 2020 there was an increase of 500 percent in the amount of the VILT training delivered in the space of customer education. I, I mean, this nails it. So let's, let's thread through this. And again, Dan, I'm going to ask you a question now from the customer of the, the vendor point of view, right? What is it you're, you're looking for helping your customers unlock? With this training in the first place, like why why are you why are you really wanting this this training? You know, from the customer point of view. Yeah, I think I think a lot of what we've experienced is very similar to what's what's been mentioned. You know, we were we were that organization that was flying here, there, and everywhere to go right. and deliver that live hands on training, which was incredibly well received. Our survey responses from clients they were very happy. They really enjoyed it. So. For us, we, we started to see a little bit of a, a trend occurring towards the back end of 2017, 2018, where some of our clients, well, some of our products were becoming more global. So we we weren't going to places we weren't going to fly to because yeah. of the cost implications to not only us, but the customers were, were too high. And we started seeing a little bit more kind of a, a change in the work shift in an office for some of our customers. They were looking to be a bit more flexible and hire kind of different people into their workforce. So we started to see a trend. Um, so that was where we looked at investing into a, a different platform. Because previous to that, it was not very, very well requested. As, as you mentioned, like, you know, it was mm. always seen, like the webinar was always seen as the, the, kind of the disservice to the to the customer. So we didn't often get that many requests for it, but we started to get more and more of it. And so we we decided that we wanted to get a get a program to, to do that with which was not Strigo at the time, unfortunately, <laughs> but it was uh, something that we inherited from our, our parent company, which unfortunately had a huge amount of limitations. We had this quite old looking system that we were using, which you had to download ahead of time. So we, oh, you know, most people that yeah. come to an, yeah, most people that come to an online event normally look at the invitation, maybe a minute before, or probably even sometimes a minute after the event has started and they just want to click and join. And that's not the case with the previous product that we were using. There was a full download and installation process, which took a number of minutes to take place. And in some cases, we weren't able even to achieve that with some of our customers where they, they had security, you know, firewalls and all sorts of other things. So sometimes we even had to abandon that as an offering and go back to the, to the more passive webinar format, which was you know, greatly disappointing. But we, we ended up having to allocate time in terms of our class design to to adjust for that time at the beginning, because we found averagely about a 15 to 20 minute delay at the beginning of training, waiting for everyone to turn up. And we would get yeah. our operations teams getting emails from here, there and everywhere going, I can't join the download links not working. What do I do? Please help. And so we were just doing that padding for time bit at the beginning, trying to make friendly chat, but you know, we couldn't get going. We wanted to, to get going. And we, as I say, we had to end up adjusting our class outlines to allocate a time that we then lost. Um, and you obviously don't want people online forever during a training session. Oh. So we didn't want to extend class times, but we then had to be you know, a bit more kind of creative on how we could get through the content. But with this as well, the, the product we were using had a push and pull format. So it was virtual computers that we we had to maintain and look after, uh, which in itself came at a cost and came at you know quite expense to ourselves. And but every time we wanted to get our learners hands on the product, we had to click a few buttons and push out these virtual computers to them. And every time we did that, it took two minutes. Okay. So 
you imagine again you're doing that kind of bit where you're re maybe recapping the task that you've just shown you've just shown something and you're you're kind of i think as we were saying like that to show and do format which it can can work to a degree but you also want something where it can be a bit more fluid where people can enjoy the experience the way they want to we were losing two minutes on the push and then losing two minutes on the pull so giving them the computer and then pulling the computer back so that we could do a demonstration mm. so do that four or five times a training session and you've lost another 20 minutes uh, so lost, uh, engagement so we've lost exactly absolutely so much engagement dropped we would see it in, in the classes about the halfway point we would start to see people stopped clicking stopped following along um whether they were there or not anymore i we couldn't really tell we couldn't tell that from the reporting side of things and so there was there was a lot that we had to kind of work around and we started to see that in the feedback like it, we did see a bit of feedback around they enjoyed the fact they could get hands-on yeah but we were starting to get all of these comments around this isn't great you know can't download our clients were telling us like this is not a great experience at all and that was pre-pandemic so then the pandemic kicks in and suddenly you know when obviously like everyone we're you know trying to adjust to the new ways of working and we really wanted to scale very euphemistic solution. way of saying <laughs> trying to adjust to the new way of working our hair's on fire. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the, the world's burning, um, but I'm okay. It's like the meme, isn't it, with the, the fire around the house. Fine. But uh, yeah, we, we really wanted to provide that level of service, or at least the, a better level of service than that. And we were limited by other things. So I think you know, when we were looking at making the experience better, we weren't just thinking about the, our customers. We were also thinking about ourselves. You know, the, the software was very clunky to use for our trainers and our operations teams struggled with it because we could only ever schedule four classes at the same time and we were delivering dozens of sessions at the same time so that was a, a huge problem for us particularly at the beginning of, of the pandemic we had to pick and choose which classes we would make hands-on and which classes we wouldn't so we knew full well that some of our class range was going to be decently received and then the rest of it was going to be this more passive webinar experience, which we we knew we were going to get hit on in terms of our feedback from our customers. And we we saw it like the, the points difference. Um, we use the MPS scoring metric. The points difference was like 20 points plus between the two methodologies. That's so we knew we weren't doing what we wanted to, but we were we were limited. And so, yeah, so the, the, there was that. And then the kind of final bit was that the organization providing this software had no support whatsoever. Like most of their support specialists we spoke to weren't familiar with the product. And I think that's probably the nicest way of saying it. They weren't too familiar with the product to assist us in any way. In fact, when we eventually met with somebody from the customer success team, they were showing us slides about a completely different product that we weren't using. So there was a lot of factors that made us go, okay, this isn't what this should be at all. And we desperately, desperately need to change. And that was, yeah, that was why we decided to start looking out there at what's on the market. Okay. I can't, I, I can't say you've done the best job ever of setting up the space. Okay. Now I'm, I feel the pain. That's, that's what I'd hoped for because we're going back in time a little bit and we're talking about the emergencies and emergencies. <laughs> well, definitely COVID was one, but the emergence of new tooling and technology like Strigo that, now, okay, now we're going to spin forward a little bit. I'm trying to, I'm, tr I'm trying to definitely pull out the paint. That's what I want us to all go. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, my gosh, do I remember that. You know, I want, I'm putting words in, in, in your mouth, I want my customers to be engaged and to get value as soon as possible with, a, with my educational program. Training can take all kinds of different ways, but like you said, Dan, and even like, you know, a webinar is a webinar. It's usually an informational session where it's low engagement. People aren't really doing much. Cool. It's fine. But what we're talking about here, what we're talking about the customers that you've engaged with and I've engaged with and I do every day is that they want facility, ease of use. I, I want to click a button that's, you know, that's, that's the Mac world. Click the, the button does it. Everything else is taken care of. And I want to get to the training. If you're, if you're pushing and pulling and, you know, all these things are happening and I have, I have this so much, what, what do we call that? Cognitive load more than yeah. just the, the learning I'm going to do. Now I have to learn about the learning and learning of the system to use, to get there. Okay. I think we're all good. So now let's move it forward. And there's a few threads that I know we all talked about here. 
Neva, I want to pitch it back to you a little bit and talk about, let's talk about sales and pre-sales. Can, can I ask you both again, as we kind of pivot, have you learned like I have, like that when we do training, it's not necessarily for that end user that's already bought it, right? It's for, and I think this gets lost sometimes, the sales experience itself, me getting hands-on and being able to understand, you know, like what this product does, really with, with somebody like both of you who know, now I'm connected. Now I'm going to influence a sale. So in locked in that, we've got a sales activity. We're driving funnel. We're going up market with this kind of stuff. You know, now we want to get into another kind of experience where you go, okay, we've, we've got past the sales, but now we're using the platform. But now this is actually turning into part of our brand. And what, that not that why we said, hey, the ILT experience, me being there is better than me doing virtual back in the day because my brand's on the line? No, no, let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about sales and branding and a little bit more of the, the, the marketing, you know, the, the polish side of things. How is this? Can you talk about that, Nevo, a little bit more? Yes, I, I think you touched so many interesting uh, points. One of them is, you know, when we're speaking about customer education, we're basically speaking about a learning journey that starts, you know, uh, even before when before a sale, you know, when you when you look at sales me methodology, there's always the exploration phase where a prospect needs to learn more about the product, about the solution and its value. And and nowadays, you know, uh, there's a lot of talk about a uh, product-led growth, growth that comes from the product, from, you know, touching the product, uh, from within the product, from, you know, just doing a trial with the product. Uh, so a lot of companies use this. And I think first for us, you know, this is how we look at a, a solution for, uh, for learning, for training, is that, you know, the journey of the learner through the solution needs to be seamless. They need to have everything. They don't need to wait as then, you know, told. It doesn't need to be, or it shouldn't be clumsy. It shouldn't be. It needs to be streamlined and effective because every, every clanky thing that you experience along the journey kills engagement. And, and so, so this is, you know, the learning journey when you go through Strigo, but you, you, you talked about something more broad, which is, you know, learning as part of, you know, how you use a, a, a hands of learn, hands on learning of the product throughout the, the, the customer life cycle. And I think that, you know, we, we see it as a, as a vendor, we see it happening, you know, even at the marketing phase, you know, we have, customers of ours who are doing like uh, live workshops at conferences. Mm -hmm. And I think our record to this day is almost 300 people in a workshop, all coming to experience a new technology and play with it through the, uh, through Spigo. And, and, you know, because the, 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 the company didn't expect so many people to attend the workshop. So they had a training assistant from the office to come and, you know, jump between the, the learners and kind of help them, you know, navigate the, the, the technology. So we see it in the marketing phase and, and we have like a, a, you know, very short workshops that are just, you know, for a, for sort of a bit more than demoing, like right. to allow people to experience a new solution, a new, a new product. We see it as part of the onboarding phase and sales phase, you know, doing a workshop for the team, for the buying team, so they better know the product and can make more informed decisions. And then part of the onboarding phase where you really need to train the users that will have to uh, use the solution within the company. And we see a lot, like it, it's a totally different thing, but we see a lot of companies treat education as a subscription service that is part of their services. So if they want to offer this supermarket of different training and learning experiences, so if they have the courses for onboarding and they have the master courses for, for people who are already experienced with the solution, but want to, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, increase their expertise and, uh, and learn new things and maybe be able to do more with the solution. So we said, 
you know, in terms of the customer journey, we see it throughout the customer lifetime. Education is a key part of it. And it's really, as you said, part of the brand because it's a key experience that the, the learner, the customer has with your brand. You know, learning is a very, you know, important and and you know it's a it's a it's a strong experience if you're if you're coming to learn something and it didn't go well you take that disappointment with you so our customers see it as a way to strengthen the relationship with their customers to bring them you know immense value and 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 use it to drive growth to drive customer retention expansion see that and i'm sure dan can share you know, his experience, but we see amazing KPIs from our customers. Yeah, Dan, can you jump in on that? The, the, let, let me jump in before you do. But Dan, I'd like, like to hear more about that back end of that. But so what you said again is we've had a pivot. We've had a really big pivot. We're looking at the future of virtual instructor-led training where it could be fluid. Like you were mentioning, I think you were mentioning like, hey, we were at a conference, but I could still use the same technology there and to expand to more people that didn't expect to show up. Or I have that premium branded webinar that's in part of my sales funnel that people come in. I do this thing all the time. I do a workshop and we're doing all kinds of work together. It's really hard when I can't actually easily get my students to touch. That's why we have these products, right? And now you're seeing the product helping grow the foundation of the company itself. We're driving activity into our pipeline because we go, Hey, you know, I had Nevo and I had Dan on and they actually engaged with the product and they did all these things and they came out of it with a little badge and, you know, they don't even own it yet, but now they're brand advocates and they're really excited about it. They go back to my boss. Hey, boss, 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 boss. I want to buy this thing because I look, I touched it. You can do it too. And now it's, and you know what, like the reason I'm dwelling on this a little bit is because look, I'm from Missouri and our, our, our model was show me, right? Get and, and even more, you know, I want to see it. I want to touch it. I want to do the thing. It's not real until it is. That drives sales so much. And I think in, in training, we've always been more like, nope, 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 nope. You'll, you'll get the training afterwards. So they'll just sign the deal. And now you've got it. And now you get in and the experience is not what you came for. And that messes us up too, because we can even get into, hey, look, we want to make money off of doing this. This is a monetization play. We need do more train the training in and of itself the experience of it is a product um Absolutely. and i think like for, for us like we that the branding thing is such an important thing because you know our, our range of products are the industry standard like we that's that's who right. we are so there's an expectation of this brand being able to deliver a level of service at you know a certain level and using the previous product that we had we we were not delivering a service that we were proud of at all and i think you know you mentioned as well like the the fact that quite often from a training perspective we're all, we're almost like the first people that come into contact with the customers in most cases we are you know obviously we've got the customer themselves that have purchased the, the product but then we see tens of thousands of learners and that's who we're interacting with and we are our organization like i am media ocean i am the face of it and what I'm presenting to you and what we're experiencing is Media Ocean as far as you're concerned. And so to have an inadequate product and that causes all these, these problems just takes away so much from the experience. And you never know who that next customer is going to be. It could be somebody that you're training today who in a few years time goes through the ladder, goes and starts their own startup and now wants to engage in your services. You never know what's going to happen. So you always want to provide just an amazing experience if you can. That these all resonate on so many levels because what you're saying, what what you're saying too, is also evocative of something we've been struggling with in education in general. The fact that we're I'm not just, and this is going to say it in a negative and pejorative way, I'm not just a training monkey, right? I'm not just a I've I've been the trainer before that did the training. Okay, now do this, now do this. Why? I don't know. Now do this, now do this. Now, what you're saying. What both of you are saying here is we're leading our organization. We're first contact in some way with the, the masses. We're now engaging with them as their trusted advisor and partner. We care. And we're seeing more when people call trainers back on my teams all the time. Hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you help me with that? And they're like, oh my God, am I a consultant? Yes, you are. 
that's part of the value we deliver. So I wanted to land on that before we started to pivot off and talk maybe more use cases. But Neva, I wanted to, to ask if you want to go any further into where, uh, you know, your storytelling fundamental like pieces, is there anything you could show us or tell us that would really get into the, diff you know, how this platform works differently and solves a problem? Yes, absolutely. So I think, you know, our our approach to this challenge of remote training and make it, it making it very engaging was to think about it as, you know, a classroom where you need everything in the classroom. So customers and learners don't need to switch um, between different things and, and can maintain the flow of learning and have a meaningful experience. And 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 the idea was just to, you know, to have everything in the same place. So we've put that like everything you need of a virtual classroom from a virtual classroom, all the modern capabilities of, you know, collaboration in the classroom, collaborative whiteboard, chat, you know, breakout rooms, everything that you need, audio and video, of course, in the classroom. And, but we also added the product into the classroom as a, an integral part of the classroom. So any kind of product can run within the Astrigo classroom. So it can be, you know, I think MediaOcean, it's it's mainly web-based interface. We have customers who have, you know, very complex cloud environments that each learner gets their own like sophisticated cloud environment and can experiment with it. So really, uh, we have, you know, customers from all verticals in the software industry, ranging from uh, point of sale software or BI and, 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 and marketing software, of course. And uh, I think, you know, any, any vertical in the software industry you touch, ERP, we, we have customers using us to, to train on their software. And I think, you know, the, the main idea is that once everything is in one place, the, the instructor can see what everyone is doing, who needs help, you know, jumping seamlessly to help and coach someone. Like the same, the same thing that you do if, if it was a physical classroom where, you know, it's now it's time for asynchronous practice and the instructor just walks, you know, behind everyone to see what they're doing and see who needs help. So we provide you this ability. We use, you know, we, we try to think of ourselves as combining the advantages of a physical classroom with those of the digital era. We allow you to see what everyone is doing just within the class while also protecting the privacy of everyone. So, you know, they don't need to share their screen or their desktop as you do in the, um, other solutions. So it also, also complies with every security requirement and privacy requirement. And, you know, it mainly allows the instructor full control of the class, seeing what everyone is doing, help whoever needs help. Um, utilize, you know, we know that training is, is a very dynamic field and a lot of people choose different methods of training. So, you know, the solution is very flexible and allows you to train the way you want to train. Um, and, and just, you know, everything you need to have a really active, engaging, hands-on learning experience remotely. Perfect. And now I'm going to take us forward. Let's talk use cases with that because we said the things, we've talked about the space. Now we know here, here's where we're at. I need it. And, and this has been me. I need an environment that I can go, turn it on, get it to you. Nevo, Dan, now you've got it. I'm walking around the classroom with you. I can't do that anymore. You're too far away. I've got COVID, whatever. You know, now we're in post-2020 world. So, Dan, can you tell us a story? And I know we have got about mm, less than 15 minutes, but I'm, I'm going to stop. Tell me your story. How did you both work together? How did this, how did your program leverage Strigo solving these problems? What was your experience? Tell me the story. Yeah, I, so we... Became a customer of Strigo a couple of years ago. Um, we were, we actually were looking a little bit longer before that and having a look at a lot of different uh, vendors that are out there to see what what's on, on offer. And and some of what Nevo's already said is 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 what we found when we were looking and having the demos, having the conversations. There was there was a difference between the product and what else was out there. You know, for us, the the web based access, no downloads, yeah, you know, was a huge factor for us. Um, the visibility into what people can do are actually doing is incredibly important. Um, it was what, mentioned what by, by the, what, 
I can like see the screen. Yeah, exactly. So I can, you know, I can present something and I can go like, this is how we can get from A to B. This is obviously why we're getting from A to B. Here's all the consequences of A, B, all the context, because as we know in, in this space, it's not about just talking about what the button does. It's why do you click the button? Why is that important? How does that help your job? It's, it's all of that context, which is the value that we can bring, which you struggle with when you're co you know, complicated by technology, you, you're focusing then more on kind of getting through the process. So now for us to, to provide the best experience, we really wanted to engage at a different different level. And so, you know, that's kind of the stuff we can see. We can see all of the screens in front of us, who's who's actually following along, who's not. Maybe I can prompt somebody I can you know, speak to somebody. somebody say, hey, you know, how's it going? Are you OK? You have any technical difficulties? You know, do you want to let me know verbally? Because you've got that choice. You can be on the webcam. You can talk to me. You can let me know in chat. You can also talk to me privately in chat. You can send me a message. Maybe you're somebody who's completely new to this industry that's very nervous. And, you know, anything that is new is always scary. And so we're, we're teaching somebody a brand new product, potentially in a field they've never worked in before. So, you know, we want to make sure they're very comfortable to be able to reach out to us in whatever way they feel comfortable. So they could send us a private message and go, yeah, I don't really, I didn't get that instruction. Could you, could you help me out? And we could go one on one with that person. We can just say to the group, hey, look, you know, let's keep working on this. We we'll maybe have another go at that bit of repetition. I'm just going to go and have a chat with somebody and let's go and figure it out. And I could go and talk to somebody and say, how's it going? You OK? And we could privately enter a space where we can work together and, and figure out what we need to do to cater for that, that person, because we want everyone to be successful in that training session. So there's that facility as well as engaging the group in different ways. And Again, we talk back about the the timing saved. You know, we we don't have the download at the beginning, so we've we've saved up to twenty minutes. We haven't got the pushes and pulls because it's it's very seamless collaboration going on. We've pulled back time, so we can then redesign the class experience, which doesn't necessarily mean add more content in because that's not what it's about. It's not seeing how many things you can throw up against the wall and see what sticks. It's about the engagement piece. It's actually having a proper introduction where you can get to know the people that you're training. How long have you been in your job for? Have you got any previous experience? Have you actually used the software before in any capacity previously? All of these things we know help us leverage the experience because if we've got somebody who has used the software a little bit, perhaps we can get them more involved in the chat. We can say, well, okay, you know, let's put a question out to you as a group. We've got some people with different experiences here. Maybe you can answer this and you can lead me a bit here or somebody's got a question. I think somebody on this call might actually have the answer to that question. I'll give it a moment and see if anyone has got that. And it just makes it such a much nicer experience all around. And we can focus more on the, the repeating of tasks as well. You know, again, rather than adding more in, you know, we can do a task. We can, is everyone comfortable with that? Okay, you you now have a go. And that's always a great opportunity as a trainer to grab your glass of water and sit back for a minute. But you can then switch it to them, have a look on the screen. How are they getting on? Are they? And again, you have the same process. You can get the chat messages come in. You can collaborate one-on-one -on -one if you want to. And so all of that experience is, is fantastic. And that's, I mean, that's from the product side. Right. What we also found is the partnership, because I think that's, that's the really important thing here, which is, you know, we, we didn't just find an absolutely superb product that worked really well for us. We found an organization that was interested in us as a business. They, they wanted to know what we did, what we existed for, what we were trying to achieve. Um, and they wanted to go on that journey with us so that we could both evolve together. Like if we had suggestions. Yeah. You know, could they could they help us with that? And that was that was something that we saw really early when we when we actually joined and signed up was we wanted to create an experience where we limited the amount of attendees that we had to a certain level. We didn't we didn't want to have a huge room for us. We want to have that space where we could go one on one. We wanted a level of control with that experience. And from an in-person perspective, we'd experimented with lots of different numbers. We've gone 10, 15, 20, up to 30 to try and find out what that sweet spot was for us in terms of engagement. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to have lots of people sitting around not doing anything. So we we found 15 was a bit of a magic number for us. Um, and with our previous provider, we could only ever achieve 10 anyway, which was problematic in itself, having to schedule more classes to meet the demands. But we found that with the product, we didn't actually have that facility when we initially started using it. So we mm. were possibly open to having those very large classes that we we didn't want to do we didn't want to do. So we reached out. We said, "Hey, there's this thing. We really want it." And I think, if I remember rightly, it was about three days later 
there's this thing in the product with a class limit and we can choose the amount that we want. And that is extremely validating. <laughs> you know, that's that's showing that that what you've heard in the sales pitch isn't just talk. It is, yeah, we are here to support you. We understand why you need that. So we're going to build it for you. We're going to turn it around super fast for you because we know how important it is for you. Here it is. And it works. And it, it's not, you know, there's no no fluff of it. It works. And so for us, that was absolutely fantastic. And it led us to go in other directions, kind of out, outside of Strigo in terms of creating calendars and being able to provide more of a self-service experience to our clients so they can sign up for training because we know we've got a 15-person limit. So we know we're never ever going to max out on that. So we can build a calendar solution, have all the trio classes in there. People can sign up themselves. They can cancel. They can move to other classes. We can do all of this stuff, taking a bit of the weight off of our teams in order to support our customers more. So yeah, that was really quite, quite a lot of it for us and 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 the impacts of it we we saw in in the results you know we we saw a seven percent increase in terms of our learner feedback you know they were so excited um that we changed <laughs> a lot of clients called it out particularly in our surveys as well which was it was quite funny uh, because we we have our survey and we we tend to find a lot of our trainers get called out by name in the survey you know so and so was fantastic, and sometimes right. it's quite general. Sometimes it's very specific. We started to see a growing trend of Strigo is really awesome. It's amazing, uh, and that kept coming through, uh, which you know was was maybe hurting our trainer egos a little bit because it's like, why are they not mentioning me anymore? They're mentioning Strigo, but it, there was eventually a balance there <laughs> in terms of the uh, hey, the responses. Great. Um, now we need some uh, natural language AI processing to pick that out and put the testimonials up every time and in Slack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the word cloud in uh, the survey tool we use was definitely growing quite a bit. And it's like, my name's smaller than Shrigo. Okay, right. I'm going to step it up a bit here. But we we also saw, we, we actually delivered for the last couple of years, a very similar level of classes in terms of class numbers. But the volume of attendees was 24% higher last year than it was the year before, because we could have that larger class size. Obviously, that, that helps massively not having 10, having 15. But but also the word getting out about how this experience was better. We we saw more attendees and, and continue to see more attendees per class than we've ever seen before. So that's also a big, big thing for us. Okay. Yep. Wow. And, and Dave, if, if I can add uh, please more, I think, you know, MediaOcean are a great ambassador of Strigo. I think, you know, their quality of training is, is really helps show the values that uh, Strigo provides. Mm -hmm. And, and it also, you know, maybe I'll mention one example, a large media company or a large marketing company who is a client of um, Media Ocean became a, a, a client of ours because they saw how Media Ocean were training their employees on, on Media Ocean software. And, and they said, this is amazing. We, we need to train them on so much more systems and, and tools. Let's use Trigo also internally with all of our agencies and train all on all of the agencies on the things that we need to train them. So it really, you know, the, the experience is quite unique and 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 people feel it. You know, it's 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 the next generation of the of VILT, honestly. This is okay. I want to connect a couple dots here, but I love that. The next generation of VILT, we need this desperately. And Dan, I think you did an exceptional job talking. The thing that we're trying to relate here to our audience, of course, is, look, the use cases and things that we're working up against are very difficult. When we have technical complexity in our platforms, we need to get that to our customers and have that discussion. So what I've felt out of this, like the, the, the emotion that evokes, which is important in business too, is comfort and trust and partnership, right? And that's, a, that's warm to us as business leaders because we're going, oh, you're building an experience. You're giving me, what they say, I love the, the platform more than the people. Okay, wow. But, but that means you're getting out of their way. You're letting the customer go, I'm going to do the things I need to do. Oh, you're here. It's, it's like going up to the Genius Bar or uh, to the Apple Store, which sometimes can be a terrifying experience if you're antisocial, but uh, I'm not. And I just have fun with them. <laughs> like, what does this do? How does this work? Can you answer these questions? And people are walking around. We lost so much with COVID. We lost so much with the, the human engagement, but we gained so much more because now we're able to talk about, this is the next thing I want to tap on. Dan, let's go back to KPIs. Let's go back to numbers. 
we're talking about a 7% increase in learner sat, right? We're talking about a 24 increase overall in, in learners. These are these are good from systemic, yes, I've got adoption. But what what I want to what I would say next is how did that translate to a business outcome? What did your leadership say from a financial point of view? Did that 7% increase in learner sat translate to dollars? You know, I'm talking about that. I'm not I, I'm not putting you in the court on the spot to say it, it was this, Dave. Was there a conversation happening? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it's the market that we're in, there are, you know, this, there can be fierce competition uh, amongst the many of our product lines. And so for us, Strigo is is used in, in the sales pitch. It is, it is a differentiator for us that we can offer this level of service from a training perspective. Yeah. And where you've got clients that or customers that are looking to scale up in different ways, maybe they have some products of ours, but maybe don't have all of our product line. They know the level of service that we can provide. So they've they've got that trust. They they know that we can help them on board in the best possible way. So it takes away quite a lot of the fear that is there with any form of change. And so with that, we're able then potentially to, well, again, won't give away numbers or anything like that, but we're able to upsell potentially more because we've got this fantastic service that works. As I say, that we we talk about massively in our sales pitch that this is the level of service people are going to get as soon as they sign on the dotted line. So yeah, it's made a tremendous impact. Okay. Nevo, again, I'm not trying to put either of you in the spot, but what I'm trying to, to invoke here is that the conversation that we have bringing new products and platforms into our space for education, we should talk less about seats. And, and this is future state. We talk less about, yeah, these people in class and these are my numbers. Like, don't care. What I care about is that my CEO comes to me and says, Dave, how's this, how's this investment and ROI coming out, man? And I go, I've seen a 20% uptick in uh, organic growth in account by people wanting to go through this program. I've seen a 15%, you know, what, like, do you have any other stats that you're seeing coming out of this? Yeah, I guess the other, the, one of the other ones that we see is the difference between non-trained and trained. And you know, that we see in our product MPS scores, uh, which we, we did earlier in the year, and we, we saw a 20-point difference between trained and untrained. And that's trained in Strigo, because you know, is, that is what we were looking at, is who's been trained live by ourselves, group, yeah. 20 points higher than people that haven't been trained, which it seems like one of those things that when you say it out loud, is like, that's really obvious, right? Because if you haven't been trained in a software or you've not had a great you know, time trying to learn it yourself, of course, you're going to be... You know, a little bit more maybe resentful in that in that software whereas when you've had this premium service you've learned so much you've engaged so much you've had that that care and that consideration in that service that you're already brought in at a much higher level and so yeah from a product mps perspective we we see that we see i say 20 points higher early in the year was what we saw um from just doing live training for strigo any other thoughts nevo on your end of things more generally for um, your market yeah, you know, I think, you know, our job is just to unlock the potential of, you know, trainers, instructors, and just, you know, remove any obstacles from their way so they can deliver remote training and the same efficiency and effectiveness of, you know, instructor-led training or physical training. And and the results are, you know, as, as Dan mentioned, we see our customers report, you know, things like 30% more engagement, 10% uh, more customer satisfaction from training, higher retention rates, expansion rates. So, you know, it, the, we all know the impact of education and, and, and we just unlock that potential. We see this as our main focus and, and partnering with companies like Media Ocean, who, you know, we're a learning organization ourselves. So we learn from thought leaders like Dan about, you know, what are the needs in the market? And we're trying to be fast at, you know, delivering to these needs. We, we are trainers ourselves. So we know how critical it is when you have, you know, uh, issues when your learners have issues. So we provide 24-7 support because we're a solution dedicated for training. So we make sure that, you know, no, no technical obstacles interfere with your training. So, uh, and, and we see, you know, we partner, which is, which with each company that uses our platform. And, and we, our goal is to, again, unlock their potential and allow them to deliver the highest quality of customer education. It's huge. Okay, I feel unnatural 
we'll start winding down here, but I do want to make sure we haven't missed things that were really important to talk about. I think, Dan, one one topic you had was shorter class offerings. You, you know, they're like, how does this impact change management efforts? There's any other thoughts before we, and, and this is for both of you. Yeah, I think, yeah, so it's certainly the, the class offerings because for us, you know, there's, we've got a growing range of products. We've got a lot of tools and we want to make sure we provide the best experience we can. So not all of our products need a longer format session. We can, we can get there in a much shorter space of time in the same level of experience. So obviously we weren't able to do that in the past. Now we can, we can provide a high level of service in a much shorter form. And when we're looking to migrate so many of our customers over to our newer platforms, we, we need as much flexibility as possible in terms of delivery. Yeah, I think, you know, listening back on recent episodes, you know, Alessandra's episode around change management, you know, that's something that we're focusing a lot on at the moment is we've got hundreds of thousands of users potentially moving from systems to other systems. And that is, that is a lot to manage. And we need to design a learning experience to help them through that process and not be you know, held back by anything else. We want that complete flexibility. Is it a short class? Is it a long class? Are we going to do this here? Are we going to do that there? So, you know, for us, this, this has been fantastic. And you know, recently the, the new, the new chat has been, it's been so great. We're getting some really good feedback on that, where it's, it feels a bit more like a social experience in, in the chat that we can, Ooh, you can have getting right. threads and you can get reactions. People love reacting with emojis. It's it's just, it just really goes off in there. And you can see people are responding as well, which is one thing I like as a trainer. When you when you throw that question out to the group and go, right, so how are you feeling right now? Like, what's, what's, what's the situation? Are we comfortable with what we've just done? And people have chose to experience it in a in a mute fa- fashion, which is absolutely okay. So you're, you're waiting for that response. And then you can see that people are typing and you're like, okay, phew, I'm not getting crickets. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the group is still with me. They're still alive and you can comment on that and you can go, okay, I can see that you're typing. Well, that's a lot of typing. Okay. I'm going to prepare myself for something quite big here. And you, you can, you can work with that. So that's been really great for us for improving the engagement. But very recently, you know, we got closed captions as well, which uh, is massive. You know, that's, that's such a fundamental thing. So it was really great to get that into to the platform and being able to reach even more learners, which is, which is so just so important. This is so important. Okay. With that, Nevo, any other final final words from you? You know, I think that terms. I had something, but it slipped my mind. I was listening to. Oh, it's always like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know that's yeah. we listen first. Like, yeah, oh. but I think you know, instructor-led training is such a core and basic part of the of the customer education program that we sometimes tend to overlook it. You know, and mm-hmm. still, the majority of companies deliver. Uh, instructor-led training, and most of them do it through virtual instructor-led training right now. And I think anyone who takes it seriously should consider, you know, innovating and and providing their customers and learners with an experience that, you know, with a real experience that is not limited by tools and capabilities and can really unlock the potential of this of this kind of learning experience that can be very meaningful and can be modern you know can fit as, as Dan mentioned you know mm-hmm. people replying with gifs and memes and just you know something that, that, that fits our age yes okay that's what I this is music to my ears this is the kind of technology we've come along that we need we've come a long way hey everybody out in the audience now we're you know we're on our outro, but I think we have a we have a page, we have a link that I'll put this up on the screen. Strigo is spelled S-T-R-I-G-O. The website is www.strigo.io slash C Lab. I'll give this a little attribution, right? Dan, we can find you at Media Ocean. Both of you are on LinkedIn. Here's here's what I'd say for for the audience in, in my summary. I think this was a really great addition to our ecosystem of customer education tools. It's informed by all the things we really need and it's captured the experience and solved some of the use cases that are primary to what we need to get done so if you need this i've been one of them go go check street go out talk to nevo talk to dan as a reference and coming back if you want to learn more about this podcast we have a website at www actually we don't have that it's just customer.education really simple you can find our show notes all the other materials 
There's some neat stuff coming soon. You're going to get really excited about. We won't, won't spoil it. And if you found value in this podcast, make sure you share with your friends, peers, with your network. Help us continue our journey, our customer journey, to find the others in this market. Thanks to Alan Coda for providing our amazing theme music. And please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are in the world. It really helps out the algorithm and it makes us happy. Thank you all for joining us again today. Get out there, educate, experiment, and find your people. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.